Alrighty, guys. Uh, the Random Man Podcast, episode four. Um, today, I have a special guest, my friend Marissa Flowers. Um, she is a fellow CrossFitter. I am retired now, but she's still... No, I would say I was retired. You still work out a lot more than <laughs> no, mo- normal people. Right. Um, but before we started this, we were talking about something I think that people will probably relate to a little bit, is stuff that you find annoying. Um, and you said, like, water on the floor. Oh, yeah, I can't stand water on the floor. And whenever, I know this, I should be appreciative of Kyle, my husband, whenever he does the dishes and stuff like that. Like, I'm grateful that he's doing that, but he leaves water, like, everywhere. And that, it just bothers me. I'm that person that just, like, follows him with a towel and just wipes everything up after he's done. <laughs> I was saying that, I mean, I, not, not a lot of things bother me, but, like, one thing that I cannot do, this is, I don't know, like, people say, like, nails on a chalkboard and stuff like that. Oh, that doesn't bother me for some reason. But... Like, I can't put, like, a popsicle popsicle stick in my mouth. But an actual stick or the popsicle? No, the popsicle stick. Why? If I, if I put it in my mouth, it, like, hurts. Like, it makes my nerves hurt. Mm. I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, it's almost like pain. Oh, well. And, like, I, oh, just thinking about it gives me, like, goosebumps. Well... For me, if I see, like, blood or if I'm even watching something on TV, like, I've been watching, um, what's that show that we're watching now? With the dragons? Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. We're watching Game of Thrones. And um, if I see someone get stabbed, I don't know why this happens to me, but my butt cheeks tingle. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most bizarre thing. I swear. And I'm not making that up. You can ask Kyle. Kyle, you can ask my family. Like, it's something that's happened to me ever since I was a kid. Like, if I see blood or see somebody, like, get stabbed or something with a knife or something, like, my my butt cheek tingles. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> um, but I, that's, like, really it. I mean, I don't really get bothered by a lot of things. I'm a very, like, relaxed person to begin with. So, I don't know. Stuff, shit happens, so it doesn't really bother me. But... I mean, there's some things that, like the popsicle stick, like I just can't stand that. Like the sensation it gives me is like unbearable. It, I don't know how to describe it. I know that there's some people out there prob- probably well, that could relate to it because they know what I'm talking about. It's probably like people that can't eat something cold on their bottom teeth. You know what I'm talking probably about? Probably similar sensation. It's like... Yeah, I, I, I get like that when I... I don't know if it's my bottom teeth or my top teeth. I can't remember. But if I eat something cold, one of those hurts. Mm. So it's probably like that sensation. I can't handle paper on my skin. Now that's weird. That probably is similar. To and I noticed this when I was in, I think it was high school. And you're sitting at your desk and your teachers are passing back papers or whatever. You're, the person in front of you is handing you a paper. And it happened to me where it just like brushed my arm. And that's when I noticed like. I can't stand that feeling. I don't know. Everybody has has a weird take. I mean, but like... something I do like is so you notice that I pick my eyelashes. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. I'm missing a bunch of eyelashes on the sides here because I can't stop pulling them out. There's a real there's a term for that. I don't know what it's called, but I discovered that I like this when I was in gymnastics. Um, I was probably like ten years old. 
I had just got done with pink eye, and I, that's really gross. But you know when you have pink eye, it's all crusty? Yeah, I had pink eye in both eyes once. Well, that fucking Not sucks. too long ago. Not too long ago. You're not supposed to be getting pink eye when you're an adult. I know. I got. <laughs> it was after a Christmas day. I got like the flu or something. And then my sinuses were messed you up. Probably had and then they got... Who knows, honestly. <laughs> but my sinuses got so full that it went to my eyes. So then I got like a viral pink eye in both eyes. Yeah, and it gets crusty, remember? I woke up with both eyes crusted Crusty. shut. It's disgusting. Yeah, that, so I just got over pink eye when I was younger. And I had a bunch of crusties on my, my eyelashes. And I was on balance me. I don't know why the crusties were still there. But I had left them there for some reason. I don't know why. But anyways, I was on balance beam, and I remember I picked the crusties off, and a couple eyelashes came out with it. And I discovered I loved pulling my eyelashes out. All right, that's <laughs> that's weird. You see how I'm missing some? I can't really tell. You Let can't? me be honest. Well, I haven't been pulling them out because of this coronavirus. I have been trying not to touch my face, so. But I do like pulling my eyelashes out. All right, let's bring up this. We, you said I have to bring this up because, Max, you know, it's... there's a bug in my beer. Oh, my God. Okay, I got it. You're not going to die. <laughs> it's still alive. Um, anyways, so we have to bring this up, okay? We're both CrossFitters. We've worked out together before, okay? So, let me tell the story oh, I know. as I recall it. No, this, okay. is, this is a good story. Okay, I asked you to work out with me. You said, sure. What were we doing? And I was like, okay, this is the workout we're going to do. It's like a three-part workout. We're going to do rope climbs and, and bench press. And then you repeat it. You do three rounds, and then you repeat it And the two bench more press times. gets heavier. Yes. The, the reps go down. The weight goes up. And you do that three times. There was rest in between each section. The first two rounds. I'm Okay, the first two rounds, I'm beating Marissa, okay? I really don't remember him beating me. I was beating her by maybe a second. <laughs> it wasn't by a lot, but I was beating her, okay? As the weight goes up, on the last round, it was like the first or second set, I failed the bench press. And no! She, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. Yes, I failed the bench press, and she finished, and she's across the room. And I yell for her to help me. I wasn't finished. So th this is the story. We're on the last round, and we're both on bench press. I don't remember how many we had to do, but we're both bench pressing. And then all of a sudden, as I'm bench pressing, I hear Max call for me. So I'm not even done with my bench presses. I have to rack it, stop my workout, and go help you. And then I still beat him. I was going to die. <laughs> the only reason why she beat me okay? was because I'm stronger. No. I'm better at heavier weight. Because I almost compound fractured my ankle. That was after I helped you. I know. But I was, I was, you were one rope climb ahead of me. Yeah, but if I didn't have to help you, I would have been multiple rope climbs ahead of you. Maybe. <laughs> but the only reason why you beat me in that instance was you helping me. Even though I beat you the first two parts. It doesn't matter if you beat me the first two parts. What matters is who finishes first at the end. I guess. <laughs> Two or three. Okay. But I almost broke my ankle completely. He did roll his ankle. It was pretty awful. Came down from the rope. It hooked my, my foot. And I landed on it. And my ankle kissed the ground. 
I still finished the workout with one more rope climb, and she still beat me. Okay. I just like that story because what girl is supposed to beat a guy at a bench press workout? <laughs> pound for pound, you're stronger than me. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big guy. I might be strong, but I'm not the most agile human being. Okay. Depends on what I'm doing. But um, and my shoulders. Yeah, pretty mobile shoulders, but and he's good at handstand push ups. For having long gorilla arms, you are really good handstand push like every time you do a handstand push up workout, strict, kipping, whatever, it always impresses me. And handstand walking. I don't know why. I don't have I don't it's weird that I'm good at that. Because you run gymnastics, so obviously you have a... But you have really, really good shoulders. I have mobile shoulders. But it's just weird that with my body type, typically yeah, you, be. you wouldn't be good at that. Yet the things that I tend to be more efficient at in general is like gymnastics stuff, which is weird because I'm like naturally a strong and, guy. And what's really weird, you're a naturally strong guy, but for some reason front squats kill you. Why front squats? They kill you. I mean, they do, but why is front squat? Any kind of squat. Oh, yeah, whatever. But I just remember that one workout with the, the squat cleans and, like, Which one? Died. <laughs> I don't know which one you're talking about. I don't remember, but I remember, like, I finished, like, 10 minutes before you, and then me and Jordan. Oh, we that were workout. Like, we probably, oh, you probably God. should go down and wait, but you didn't. Yeah, that workout was. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, sometimes my legs work fine with for squatting. I blame my long femurs, but I don't really like to use that as an excuse. I mean, it is an excuse, but I don't like. To. I don't. I don't like that. I don't think. It, I don't like when people use. Oh, you're only good at this because you have short arms, or you're only good at this because you're tall, or you're only good at this because you are heavier. Like, I don't like that. Okay. At all. I yes, but it there is proof that if you're shorter, you're gonna have an easier time than me. I'm not saying that takes away from how how strong or I know, how. No, but that's but that, that then explain how you're good at handstand uh, handstand pushups. You have really long arms. I have and really me, strong triceps. Yeah, you I could know, you can equate it to different. I know, things. but you have super long arms. I have super short arms, but we are pr pretty much like. I, I mean, I wouldn't say equivalent. You're not equivalent. Not equivalent, but you can hang. Depends on what kind, but I mean. And so that completely defeats the 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 statement. Only short arm people can be good at handstand pushups. It's not. I think it's just the. It's a gray area of. You know, you can be good at something, but you have an advantage. It's not. It's not that I could never be better than you because if I work really hard. If we worked, okay, let's put it this way. If you didn't ever do handstand pushups, right, mm -hmm. and you have short arms, you're naturally just going to be good at them. Mm -hmm. I have long arms, and I and I don't do any handsome any upper body strength you're naturally going to be better because yeah. you have an advantage in and, I, arm and, I, and i get that i just don't like when people use like that excuse some, and, and don't work on it you know yeah what I mean? some people use it as an excuse to say like why they suck me being coming from my crossfit background I'm not, i don't really i mean i still do some crossfit workouts from time to time but shut up i do Max. honestly you still do crossfit no, I haven't. Yes, you do. Since the quarantine happened, I've been doing Since five. the quarantine happened, it's been one month. So Even before he's that. He's not a CrossFitter because he hasn't been doing CrossFit workouts in one month. <laughs> it's true, though. I've been doing just running. Okay, so once this quarantine is over with, don't do any more CrossFit workouts. 
I that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I do them maybe twice a week. I don't do my training doesn't solely consist of CrossFit. I still do CrossFit workouts because I like them, mm-hmm. but I'm not training for CrossFit. So my training is different now. I do longer stuff just to be fit, like generally fit. So like just the basic stuff. I do bodybuilding most days. I do longer aerobic work three to two times a week. And then two to three times a week, I do higher intensity training. So I'll do like CrossFit Mm -hmm. workout twice. So like a normal week will be like, I'll do three long sessions and then I'll do two CrossFit sessions. Mm -hmm. And then of those five days, I do bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. like more specific strength training so you're just you're just focusing on like uh, like the way you look and stuff now and Kinda, basically sorta. yeah i don't really care to like do crossfit i mean i still like it because i like working at, mm-hmm. it i it's hard to get away from it whenever you're used to that format and, and it's hard to get away from it because i feel like it truly like works in all all areas like it makes like I feel like it makes you look better feel better like it's just the reason why I like it is because you have to be engaged mm-hmm. that's why I like it even when I do bodybuilding now I don't come from a bodybuilding background but I do like strength training with bodybuilding because it does really work really well for what, what I'm wanting mm-hmm. but even when I do that now, normally people go to the gym, they'll do a set, rest a long time, do another set, and they're like dicking around. Yeah. For me, like, I, can't do I don't do that. Yeah. I'll do a set, I rest like two minutes max. You like make it like an imam. <laughs> I like, I don't <laughs> rest. Like every minute, 10 curls. <laughs> Basically, like I do, I do minimal amount of rest because like it's, it gets boring. Like mm-hmm. I, there's no, something I, about I sitting that. there. I feel that. Uh, Kyle always gets onto me. He's like, so whenever we're both following the same strength um, program and whenever he does it, it takes him like hours to finish it. And then I'll be looking at the strength stuff that we have, all the lifts and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I can finish this in probably 20, 30 minutes. He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, I'll make this five set of three into a five minute EMOM. So that's only going to take me five minutes. Then I'll make these three rounds into every, like every two minutes, like. It's just I I turn everything into like I guess CrossFit. I guess you would say. it's just about time management. I mean that's the thing is like even now like it's all about time management. Ideally, like resting a long time has a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a certain energy system. Like really, if you want to get strong, you have to rest enough time to give a maximal effort, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But in the same sense, like for most people, like for me, like. I'm just trying to be effective in my time. I can go for a 30-minute run, run a decent amount, come back. If How I w- far do you run in 30 minutes? Don't ask me. That. It's, <laughs> em- it's embarrassing. Aw, I'm sure it's fine. I run like... Don't say don't say two, three miles. No, I, run, I can run three miles in under 30 minutes. Okay, that's good. But lately, especially with quarantine, I run with Maya. Mm. So I'm pushing her the whole time. Well, I mean, you could be like that girl that... Um, did a whole marathon pushing her twins, and she no. and she ran it. I think they said online it was like a seven minute mile pace for the whole entire hell no marathon pushing <coughs> two children. It might have been three children. I don't know. There's no way. <laughs> no, but um, that's the thing. Is like it's just about being effective with my time. So like, I just try to really be quick, um, but. Because time literally goes by very fast. Yes. 
And then, like, especially, like, with my new job, like, I would, I try to get it in between, like, before lunch or something like that. So, it just depends, but, um, you know, the amount of time that I used to spend training and stuff like that in CrossFit is, like, I, that's something that I always would try to make sure that was, I didn't want to use it as, as an excuse, especially the year that I made it to regionals in the individual I was at, I always thought yeah, to myself, like, I can't let my limb size and my size be the reason why, or the excuse why I don't make it, mm-hmm. even though it was really make close. Make it where, to regionals? To or regionals. Games? Oh, to regionals. I was, my plan for that was, I trained really hard to make it to regionals. The first year, what for me in my mind was my plan was, I make it to regionals as an individual, to test it out, and then next year I know what to expect, and I can really try to maybe like crack the top ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really didn't pay off for me because what ended up happening was I trained really hard. I knew that my size was a disadvantage, but I never used it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was kind of like, hey, I just need to work harder so that you know these body weight movements that would normally give me trouble aren't a problem and all this stuff and it it really did help me in the long run because I didn't feel like at the time I like my peak nothing really gave me a problem except a couple things you were great at muscle ups like toes to bar I feel like you could hang on forever and so in terms of size like that's the thing is like people that want to tear people down because of like oh well it's just because you're short it's like they have truth to that. A lot of times people say that, but they're not saying it because they're being constructive. Like, hey, this is a little bit of an advantage for you, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're saying it because they're trying to feel better about themselves. Yeah. Whereas for, you know, realistically, I don't use that as an excuse. Like, I, if I, especially if I want to be competitive, I can't use that as an excuse. I need to be realistic and I need to make sure that I attack. Mm-hmm. Everything. So well, I mean, if you want to be competitive, you just have to focus on um, weaknesses and just honestly just crush those. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of times people get it confused. I mean, CrossFit's a very unglorious sport. It doesn't really pay. I think it's so glorious. <laughs> There's not a lot of things that you that you walk away with besides you know, like for me, it was never about like, oh, I want to get a ton of followers and I want to make it to regionals because it's cool. The only reason why I made it a goal for myself was because I knew I could do it and that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's all that mattered. And I think a lot of people in CrossFit have that mentality. Like, I know I can make it to the games and that's what I want. It's not really about the money. So that's why I mean it's not an unglorious sport because it's almost like what happens with the Olympics is the Olympics is not a very big payoff. You know, mm-hmm. you have a lot of people that dedicate their lives to it, but they're not like ending up like LeBron James with a lot of money. So in some circumstances, it's very unglorious and they work their whole lives for it. And that's how kind of CrossFit is, which yeah. it's, it's unfortunate that it is, but the time. But it's so new though, too. It's only been around for what, 10, 15 years now? Um, I can't remember exactly. I think the first, like, official years, it was, like, around, and like, before it got big, it was, like, 2007, 2012. I, I, I think 2007 is when it had a little bit of, like, some, mm. like, the name floated around a little bit, but 12 is when it really blew, started blowing up. 
Um, but it was a different time, especially I started in, I can't tell you the exact month. I want to say it was probably November 2011. And I remember like 20, what it was like in 2012. I remember... What was it like? I need to know. Because I didn't start CrossFit till 2014, I think. 2012, I remember a couple of things. Um, what was crazy was the op- that was my first Open. Um, oh, I remember my first Open. It was freaking great. The first workout was seven minutes of burpees to a six-inch target. I remember I did that workout five times. One time... <laughs> One time I did Five it. Times? I did it like twice in the same day. I did it in the morning and the afternoon. <laughs> the last time I did it, I am not joking. I took pre workout and Red Bull, and then when I finished the that's workout, how, that's how heart attacks happen. I got like tunnel vision, and I had to like lay down, and I thought I was gonna pass out. <laughs> the thing is, dude, I, I so wish I knew you back then. That would have been freaking great. I did that, and I got the same exact score. So did it pay off? No. That sucks. Um, but I mean, like back then, if you had a two twenty five snatch, would be which would be a one fifty five for the ladies. Oh, then you were a savage. Um, I mean, if you had could do any kind of gymnastics and now, with proficiency, now girls are snatching like two twenty five. <laughs> yeah, so it was different. Like, and that's the thing is, like, I've been in the CrossFit world for I mean since twelve. So that's like, I'm like pushing nine years. That's a long time to be in something. That is a long time. And to see the weights changed. So it's crazy, you know? Um, but I don't know. Like, it's just, it's it's crazy to see, like, how much work it takes now to be good at it. And it's like, when, that's what happened to me after the last year that I, I when I went to regionals a lot for as an individual, mm-hmm. I trained hard that next year. And I missed it by... 10 spots and then after that I lost my motivation because it was like I worked so hard mm-hmm. I felt fitter but you have to, everybody else is getting more fit exactly as well. and I'm like I felt fitter than I've ever been and I missed it and then after that it was kind of downhill for me because I just was like is it really worth it like I'm coming in here busting my ass but, like it, it, but it is worth it like that's my thing like I don't care if I go to regionals or go to the games or anything like that like I genuinely love just working out and pushing myself and feeling like I'm gonna die during workouts like I love that feeling and I don't know to me that's worth it it's different for me because I'm like very goal oriented like I'm like this is what I want I'm gonna whatever it takes I had met that goal so that's kind of where the problem started because when I made it when I qualified for regionals my goal was to think, okay, I made it this year. Next year is going to be the real deal. But I didn't have a goal after that because I made it to regionals. Like, well, I qualified. Now what? And then it was kind of like... Well, I, now what? Your next goal is make it to the games. Well, that was the thing. It was The next stage was going to regionals and actually competing. So then, like, my goal... I didn't have a goal for that. My goal was just to show up. and then, So to me, it was kind of like a big... I felt out of... Being there... I felt out of place, like everybody had coaches with them and stuff like that. I didn't really have a coach with me. One, I'm gonna say something. Uh huh. Do you know how many times Kyle wanted to be your coach? <laughs> I was never like, I. The thing is, at the time, I had 
But when I went, I had my coach, which was... Your remote coach. But yes. But that's, like, having a remote coach is nothing compared to having a coach that sees you. Like, I, Max, that's what I never understood about you, is you had someone like Kyle that saw you every single day, knew your, he knows your weaknesses, he knows how to make you better, but nobody, and same thing with Ballback, he wanted to coach Ballback. Same thing with a lot of people, but, like, people... I guess since Kyle wasn't like a big name, like coach or whatever, like didn't get anybody to make it to the games or whatever, you didn't like respect his like, like uh, his coaching, I guess, like, or, or accept it. It's but, not really that, I mean. Like Kyle could have, I really truly believe this, that he could make anybody that he can, that he sees daily doing whatever, like knows their weaknesses, knows their strengths, I truly believe that he could help anybody, like, to what their goal is. And and I don't disagree. I think Kyle's a fantastic programmer. I think, though, coaching, programming, and, like, like a, like a see, a lot of people claim to be coaches, but I think co- coaches are hard to find. A real coach. And I kind of feel, I kind of get what you're saying. He is a great programmer, but I felt that with him before, too, and I've told him this in person, like... He gives great workouts and he knows our weaknesses and stuff, but like, he didn't like. He's he's like the brains. It's not it, and that's the thing is it's hard to find like a real coach, and that's what I was I'm trying to get at is like, being in in the like in the back warm up area. You know, you had people that were like real coaches with their athletes. You know, like hey. And you, he was always alongside us working out. Yeah. So like. In the warm-up area, you had people talking to other athletes and be like, hey, this is what's happening in the other heats, in the other regions, you know. Oh, but I feel like he was great at that. No, no, no. But they're like, you know what, you, this is what we practice. And then it's like someone to pump you up. Sometimes like people need to be pumped up. Mm-hmm. Like That's the thing is, a lot of times, especially, I don't feel like I need that because like you need to be self-motivated, right? But it also helps to have someone like a football coach that's going to, you know, Sometimes you get your head your head in the wrong space and someone will snap you out of mm-hmm. it and be like, "Hey, like it's time to go." Like and sometimes it takes and some, like you can like look at me, you can do this, you've been yeah. training for this, like you got this. Some and some people need different energy. Some people need someone who's relaxed, someone needs someone who's like really like crazy. And I don't know what I I don't I truly don't know what I need because like honestly, I feel like I need someone relaxed cuz most of the time whenever like during the open or something like that the best i've ever done has been like when you're judging me and you're just like quietly talking to me like as i'm working out like all right marissa you have five more reps you got this like just like super calm super steady and then like that resonates with me and i'm like oh you're right i only have five more okay i can do this (laughs) i mean and my, my point was that, you know, in the back, I felt out of place because I felt like maybe I don't, you know, it's like, you know, imposter syndrome. Like, you feel like that you Oh, don't, my God, no. I totally agree with you. You're like, you're like should I even be here? Am I just a fraud? Like, that's how what I, happened? That's how I felt, too, multiple times, even till this day. The last competition I did was with Anastasia, and we went to... Um, wad gods in louisiana and it was in the big at the beginning of march but i remember being like back there and like everyone's stretching like everyone's like warming up everyone has headphones on like getting themselves pumped up and i'm there and i'm just like um what like because i don't do that like i don't like 
I don't need to like stretch. I don't need to like, I'm the person that like, I'll warm up with the first round. Like that's my warm up. And like, I don't know. And like, even Anastasia had like headphones on at a point and she was like all getting in her like, like into her mind and stuff and like getting ready. And I'm like, damn, I don't do that. Like, am I supposed to do that? <laughs> well, everybody's different. And like, that's the thing is like, that's why I felt, I, for one, I felt like I was an imposter, you know, and then I felt like it was weird because the first couple, the first day I just felt demoralized afterwards because, you know, everybody's there with somebody who's in their ear telling them stuff or gassing them up, you know, firing them up, telling them stuff. And, you know, you guys were competing as well. So then I didn't really have anybody there like being my coach which I don't feel like I need, but like it made everybody else having, you know, I was kind of like focused on the wrong things and like what was going on around me that it made me feel like I wasn't prepared or had the right people around me. But then after I had a good event, that's when momentum changed. Like it was like, to me, it was like, maybe I do belong here. You know, it's just the events that I had, I sucked at was, you know, it's just weak, whatever I, movements I was weak at or I wasn't prepared enough. So... And yeah, and that's when, like, your mental training comes into play. Like, you're at a competition. This is where I feel like I've always kind of... I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn here or anything, but I feel like this is where I've always kind of succeeded. Um, is, like, even if I do have a bad event, like, back in the day, I, like, maybe now I succeed with it, but back in the day... I pro probably not. I would have been like crushed if I had a bad event. But like now, if I have a bad event, like I have a bad event, like there's four more events left. Like you move on from it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like I feel like that's where, as an athlete, I have come to succeed in that. Like I have grown, like in myself, to know that one event doesn't like doesn't destroy me. And that, that's something that I was good at was like, you know, one event's one event. After that, I'm focused on the next. What can I do, like, coming up, prepare for the next thing? Like, there's no sense in worrying about what happened. It's one reason why I think as a team athlete, I may not be like, I, I am. I, feel I think like, you're a great team. I think I fit in the team well because I don't worry about X, Y, and Z. I focus on the event once the next event is, once that event's over, we focus on the next. Yeah, no, you definitely helped me with that, like. When I first started, like, I would get crushed if something bad happened and, like, but, like, learning from, like, you and, like, Kyle, like, the way that you guys just kind of, like, move on from it, like, especially Kyle, like, I don't sometimes back, like, when, like, when I first started, I could not understand how he could still, he would, like, just have a horrible event, but he would still go back out and, like, do great on the mm. next event. And like, I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? Because just, like, yeah, mental. So I like learned from you guys and I'm super happy that I had y'all there to help me with that because honestly, if I feel like now I'm like that, like five years later, like I can finally go into a competition and not be crushed like from, like from something and keep, I feel like I can move on now yeah. from things. Um, yeah, and I mean, that's like one thing is like mentality is always probably my stronger suit in terms of CrossFit. I don't think athletically I do have like I'm strong and stuff like that. And gymnastics came to me naturally. I think you're super fit, man. But I would say my strongest suit is my my mentality, like my mental state. Um, I just have always like 
because I've never been good at anything and I've been doing CrossFit for so long. I'm only good at I've been good at things. I'm good no. No. But I've been good. I've, I'm good at where I'm where at I'm where I'm at now because I've worked so hard for so long. And that's the only thing to, hard work is the only reason why. So like my map my mind's my mind had to be strong for that. Because there's a lot of times where I'm like, you know, why am I doing this? Why should I do this? Why should I put it, do this extra work or do my endurance training? Mm-hmm. When I could quit, but I didn't, and it paid off. But, you know, now, new leaf, no more CrossFit. I mean, wait, I still do CrossFit. Wait, wait, wait. So no more CrossFit, but are you doing uh, jujitsu still? I have not, but I definitely <laughs> plan on do it going back. Because I remember you were like... The last couple months, you really got into it. I, I still love it. Like I yeah. can't wait to go back. And I need to come watch you because, like, I feel as if I could be a really good fighter. Let's <laughs> try it. No, I really. And so before, like CrossFit or anything, I used to run a lot, and I just like loved running. And the main thing I would think about when I was running was just like, I know this is really weird, but just like beating people up, like. No one's I don't spe- know why. No one's specific or anything. Like, I didn't have specific... I just imagined myself, like, in, like, like one of those circle rings or whatever. Like, the octagon. The octagon. In an octagon. And, like, I just have the... I feel like I just have the spirit to, like, just, like, crush someone. <laughs> I guess. But, like, but be, but be nice about it. Like, it I feel seems like, like that. And then until, like, even in jiu-jitsu or any kind of martial art, it's like that till you do it, and then you realize, holy shit, mm-hmm. I'm nobody. No. They crush I know. you. I know I could be, like, listen, I'm a straw weight. That's, um, I think, 90, no, 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 95 to 105 pounds, something like that. I don't know. Right now, I'm sitting at a little, like, 113. I'm heavier than I normally am, um, but I'm normally, like, 105. Um, so I'm a straw weight, and I look those bitches up, and... I really think I could crush them. They're That's so little. Thinking. <laughs> That's the thing, though. I go to jiu-jitsu. I'm a big guy, okay? Well, you have to learn the technique and everything, but I think that I would be really great. I'm there. a white belt, okay? I'm the lowest on the totem pole, okay? <laughs> I'm a big guy. I have a good You're background, a okay? I've come from CrossFit. I'm strong. I go in there. I'm like, okay, you know, if one thing I have is I'll be strong. Then you go up against somebody. I weigh like two fifteen. You go up against somebody who weighs like one seventy. And well, then that's the thing. You're not going up against someone, and you're you. Obviously, they're moving way faster than you because they're lighter. It you doesn't matter to... if I go up against somebody that's two fifteen. That's it's even worse. That's well. my point. A one seventy <laughs> will beat my ass, and then I go up against mm-hmm. someone who's the same weight as me, and then it's even worse. Wow. So it's that's the thing. Is like it seems. It's very humbling. That's what I liked about jiu-jitsu the first time I did. It's like when I did the CrossFit the first time, and then I was the last person, and it was embarrassing. But for some reason, you loved it. You're mm-hmm. like, you got your ass kicked. You're, you're, like, sitting, I want more. you're sitting there like, damn, I suck. But you're like, I'm coming back tomorrow. Yeah. It's the same thing with jiu-jitsu. Except you, in jiu-jitsu, there's a little more learning. It's the same thing. You get choked out a bunch, and you're like, it was kind of fun. Like, I don't know why, but it was... I passed out, but I loved it. Exactly. It's, it's a wild thing, but... Um... I really do want to try it, though. I think that I could be a really good fighter. And I think... Honestly, I think I would be that fighter that, like, came out, like, 
I don't think I would be a timid fighter. Like, someone who, like, like Muhammad Ali, didn't he, like, play the game, like, kind of, like, just dance around, you know? Like, yeah. he was very technical. Like, I would be the person that came like out. The honey badger. The honey badger. I, think, I don't give a shit. I would come out, and I really, I know this for a fact, I would come out swinging. Like, I know I would. <laughs> All right. I guess that's, like, not jujitsu. That's more, like, boxing. Maybe, maybe I want to be a boxer. Boxing, boxing, kickboxing, something like that. Yeah, maybe I want to be a boxer. For you. I don't know. I've never been hit, though, so... I don't know if I can When you get hit in the mouth, you might re- you change your me? mind. No. <laughs> no. Oh. Dude, that would be funny, though. No, it would not. <laughs> you don't have to go, like, your full strength. You can just, like, I, pop No, me. Marissa, no. All right, all right. Don't ask any guy to okay. punch you. I'll get, I'll get a girl to punch you. I'll ask Anastasia. If you ask a guy to punch you, it's not going to end well. <laughs> okay. I think you're highly, like... Like underestimating how much it. How yeah, no, much it I've hurt. never, I've never been punched, so I don't know what it's like. But I feel like I could take it. I mean, I, I did a gymnastics competition with two broken pinkies when I was a kid. That's different. I'm trying to think. Oh, I broke a hip. It's, it's different. <laughs> oh goddamn! Dang it! <laughs> Trust me, when someone, I know punching is different. But when someone has you in an armbar and you feel your freaking uh, no, see, I think arm I, I think I would let my feeling arm like break. it's going to snap, you'll quickly... No, I think I would let my arm break. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I don't know. I feel like I would. I mean, I had my knee feel weird one time and I was rolling and but then that I, made me feel... I also feel like I wouldn't get into that position. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, damn. Maybe I do need to go try it to just throughout once this quarantine's over with. I'm I'm a fan of trying new things, and that's the thing is like for me, like now I definitely would l- am more open to just trying things I like, because if I never tried jujitsu, then I wouldn't know that I liked it. You know what I think you should try? What? I can definitely see you as this. You need to be like a lead singer. Oh my god. <laughs> a lead singer of what? I don't know. I can picture you like doing the. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh my god or like someone like I don't know I could see you doing that or being like Post Malone <laughs> no I think you should try that out though you should do something you should try some musical thing I can just you're supposed to be in a band I think when I was younger we tried to make a band but nobody could actually play instruments <laughs> so that was kind of a sad so affair what y'all do when we were doing that, we would really just hang out. I had, I think we had one friend that we were like trying to make a band with, me and my uncle, and I was supposed to be the vocalist, and then my uncle was supposed to get to play guitar. The other guy played guitar. So you guitar. can sing. He wasn't singing. Oh, screaming. <laughs> but. So you can do that though. Can you give us a little no, like? No. Why? No, no, no. Ugh. But the one guy I'm that could make you do that one one of these days. Play guitar. Mm-hmm. He was actually pretty good, and he like wrote some stuff. And I was like, "Dang, this guy's actually good." And then we never did anything after that. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of a joke, but um, we used that as an excuse to just hang out. Like we'd be like, "Oh, we're making a band," and we'd tell our parents, and we would just hang out, listen to music, play video games. Dude, you should have definitely made a band. I didn't know a lot of people that were actually like, like musicians. Like that were really good, 
Um, I don't know how much how good of a writer I could have been. I think you could have been a great writer. I think that you're very deep and you don't let it show. I guess. I think you could have been a good writer. Music. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'm really going to get you to do your little screamo, though. One of maybe these maybe one day. That's one of the things that I've always wished I could be. Like, I wish I was musically inclined. I'm tone deaf. Like, hardcore tone deaf. So we can hear you sing? Sure. What do you want me to sing? <laughs> no, I just get it. You don't <laughs> have to sing. <laughs> I don't have to sing. I don't care. But I sing all the time. Like, all the time. I love singing. I love dancing. I'm actually a pretty good dancer, but I am not musically like inclined like I took guitar lessons for maybe like a month and I never got better I'm sh I mean it was only a month I probably should have kept going but it's very frustrating have you ever played guitar playing guitar is hard like you your hands start to hurt yeah your hands yeah. fucking hurt and you that's the thing learn. I don't understand because like I don't mind the burn in my arms when I'm doing fucking thrusters no it's but it's like, weird your hand starts to cramp that's my problem when I would try to play guitar and learning chords and stuff is like it's like holding all those positions. It's so hard. If I spend more than 10 minutes, my hand starts to hurt. And I'm like, dang. Like, okay, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Um, That's how I am with like, I don't understand how like the women that have like YouTube channels on how to braid hair and shit. I've tried to follow those and I've tried to do it. I get like not even halfway and my arms go numb and I just say, fuck it. I can't do it anymore. I don't know. I don't have that like, problem. My arms, like brushing my hair, is a struggle for me. <laughs> it really is, and I'm not lying. Like that's why you look like a witch. Yeah, I do look like a witch, especially when I have purple hair. Dude, actually, y'all, Max was—he's a kind soul. Wait, was it you? No, it wasn't you. I was about to say. <laughs> I was like, no. no, it wasn't you. It was Mark. Mark Galvez, you need to have him on your podcast one day. But Mark Galvez is such a kind soul. So I I dyed my hair 2017, I think it was. So three years ago, I dyed my hair purple. I don't know why I wanted to do that, but I did. And I dyed my hair purple. And people made fun of me. <laughs> like, they really did. At the gym, people made fun of me and they... Ted said that I looked like a witch. I forgot who said I looked you like look a witch. You look a witch even before you had purple I know. Let me just be honest <laughs> with know. you. But and usually that wouldn't bother me. But for some reason when I had purple hair, this one person told me I looked like a witch. I don't remember who it was. But Mark Galvez was there when that person said it to me. And he could tell in my face that it hurt me. And like right after they walked away, he like came up to me and told me like, I didn't look like a witch. Like, Marissa, you like, you look fine. Like. He was so nice. Mark's so nice. He really is. All right. I mean, I, I believe it. <laughs> but, but yeah, I had purple hair. I looked like a witch. And I don't remember where we were going with this story. I don't know. Either. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't remember. That made me talk about my purple hair. <sighs> Who knows? I don't know, but Mark is super nice. And I thank him for that. He's actually been a really good friend to me recently. So with this whole quarantine, I've so I struggled with anxiety my whole entire life. Why? 
why yeah. because my mom had a heart attack when she was really really young and I like witnessed that and ever since then like I've worried about my heart because I don't want to have a heart attack so I have anxiety about my health like hardcore anxiety I tell you right now you're probably like one of the healthiest and that's people. what everybody says so I before I get to the story about Mark um, maybe like seven years ago when I actually went to the doctor I don't go to the doctor anymore but I would go to the doctor because I was having anxiety and all this stuff and I got my blood take I mean my blood test done and all this all these like tests like EKG on my heart ultrasound on my heart and everything and like the doctor even called me back the next like a couple days later after all my tests and he called me and I didn't answer because I was busy but I got a voicemail and the voicemail my doctor was literally telling me like Marissa, you have more of a chance of dying from, like, a shark attack than having a heart attack. Like, my doctor legit told me that. But I still worry about it for some reason. But back to what I was saying is I've been having a shit ton of anxiety for, uh, during this quarantine because I don't want to get the virus, obviously, um, and I don't want to die, obviously. I'm not ready to fucking die. I'm just not. Okay. I'm going to say that. So I've been, like, miserable, like, Every little thing I feel like, shit, am I about to cough? Like, I don't know. Or, like, if I do cough, I'm like, damn it, I have fucking corona. And so I've been just, like, super anxious. And that leads into I also have, like, abandonment issues. And so, like, from my anxiety with the corona, like, freaking out about that, it tapped into my abandonment issues so, like, I feel like me having anxiety, like, Kyle's going to get annoyed with me and he's going to leave me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so I was talking to Mark about this the other day. He was over at my house and we were just hanging out, playing a few board games and stuff. And, like, he was like, Marissa, that's what he told me. I don't know where he got this from, but it resonated with me. He was like, whenever you're digging yourself into a deep hole, like, what's the best thing to do? And I was like, I don't know. But I'm definitely in a hole right now, and I'm digging myself in a deep hole right now. Mentally, I'm digging myself. And he's like, the best thing to do is to stop digging. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Dude, I know. But he said that to me, and I was like, fucking Mark, you're right. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to stop digging. So every time a negative thing pops into my head, like since we had that conversation, every time a negative thing pops into my head, I'm like, no, Marissa, we're not going to dig this hole today. You're fine. Like, Kyle loves you, you're not crazy, you might have anxiety, and you might be weird as fuck, but you're not crazy. And that's what I have to keep telling myself. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. You have a lot of different um, things that are coming up, you know, people aren't in routines, um, people are in situations that aren't ideal. Um, and it can cause you to have feelings that you mm -hmm. otherwise wouldn't have. And that's been happening to me for sure. I mean, complement that with you're already a very on the edge type of person. <laughs> because Am you I? are. I See, that's the thing. I don't feel on the edge though. You're on the, you, okay. Like when you're, we, when you're one of my favorite people. Oh, okay. And one of the reasons why it's is, I'm on edge. <laughs> is because you're on edge. It's so easy, it is easy to mess with yes. you. You mess with me today. I did. <laughs> so, because you're like that, and the thing is, you're not alone. I think there's a lot of people that, that are I like know that. that. For sure. And I know there is. And, I mean, the thing is, 
I think this is why I don't have this problem is because I just don't take life too seriously. But see, that's the thing. I don't really either. Like, I really, really don't. So that's why when I when I start to, like, panic about certain things... It, it's like, so what then? I, that's, if you die, so what? And I know when I fucking get that. And I'm, and I'm like that. I'm like, so what? If this happens, so what? Like, I get that. But the thing is, is, like, when... When it comes to anxiety, it's like, I can handle anxiety. I can be like, so what? Like, push it aside. But when panic attacks are, like, associated with anxiety, like, when panic attacks, when I have a panic attack, no matter what anybody tells me, like, whatever I'm panicking about that moment, in that moment, like, even if you tell me, like, Marissa, this is stupid as fuck. Like, you should not be worrying about this. Like, I'm going to worry about it. Like, within that panic attack, but then right after the panic attack stops, I'm like, I think to myself, I'm like, Marissa, that was stupid. And I really do, I tell that to Kyle, like when he sees me have panic attacks and then afterwards I'm like, look, I'm really fucking sorry I did that because I don't know why, <laughs> like that was really dumb. And I get it that it's dumb, but it happens anyways for some reason. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious on like why, you know, I feel like it's interesting because I've never had a panic attack myself. I think, I don't, if I want to say, I think my dad may have had one before. I could, I could see him having one. I don't remember, you know, but I, they're triggered from something. And I know what all mine are triggered from. I know I've already come to that conclusion. And we've had conversations plenty of times about very deep things mm -hmm. about, you know, your traumatic experience with your mom mm -hmm. and stuff like that um so i don't know i feel like with stuff like that you know something that i don't talk about that openly is i have dealt with depression before i don't really have deal with it as often when i was it's very weird because i can identify it but when i was in high school i got depressed mm -hmm. I don't remember what caused it or anything like that. I just remember the experience that I had. One day I woke up and didn't want to do anything. Didn't want to leave the house. Didn't care about anything. Thought, what was the point of doing anything? And I just remember my dad, because I know he's had experience with that before. He really was like, hey, like I know you don't want to go to school, but you have to go to school. Like You can't just like not do anything. Gave me a book to read. He said, you need to really make sure that you're focusing on positive things. What whatever. I would. I know the book, who the author is. I can't remember the title verbatim. Um, but I would have to look it up. It's a great book, though. Um, but ever since then, you know... I remember that time in my life where, like, really, at that, like, I, that's when I decided I hated school. What I hated was I hated the idea of going to school to learn stuff that's X, not really important. X, Y, and Z, which I was bored with anyways. Mm -hmm. I made good grades. I didn't have to try. See, school's number two, not for everyone. Number two, I was around a bunch of people. At a young age, I decided not to drink or do drugs. That doesn't have affect how I think about other people that do it, but me personally. Well, better not because I'm drinking right now. <laughs> but me personally, I just don't. So when I was in high school, you know, people are partying, people are wanting to like 
do whatever. And because of that, it made me have this real negative attitude towards everybody because everybody felt fake. And it was because it's a weird time in your life. You're trying well, to yeah, figure out who you are, I'll what you want to do. Everyone's like trying to prove something to everybody else. And I hated that. I hated it because I knew that it was just not real. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I'm never going to be friends with these people after I graduate. You know, I had a, it was a bad mentality to have at the time, but that's my thought process. And I was depressed. After that kind of passed a little bit, I went to my counselor. I said, hey, I hate school. I need to get out of here. What's the best way for me to do this? Did you graduate she put me on a, She put me on a plan to graduate early. And really, that, it, you helped, know, though, it right? helped me mentally. And I think when I got out of school, it did help. Did like, you graduate early? Just a semester. I graduated a semester early, too. I went to Reigns. Did you go to Reigns? It was kind of the same thing. I had to finish uh, like, a cre- like a class in one of my other... Where I would take an elective, I took a, a class that was like the second semester. Mm. Um, but me dealing with depression, you know, sometimes I have like... Sometimes those feelings come up and then I know like I identify it and I'm like, hey, like this is not a good headspace. Like being negative like this, like I figure out what I need to do to clear my mind. And And what is it that you need to do? A lot of times, you know, going out for a walk, I like listening to music, but also lately I've been really trying to like not do electronics. Like if I go for a walk, I'll try not to be on my phone at all. Mm -hmm. And I just let, like, it bothers me when I hear like, like noise like cars and stuff but like if i'm going through the park and you don't hear anything but like nature like it's calming and you like to do, me it helps me think you would do really well at the frio i probably would i like nature i'm not i've never been like a big nature person in nature but i do like nature and i'm appreciating it more because i i do feel like the technology feeds a bad energy sometimes so do you feel as if whenever you get in your like depressing depressing state technology makes it worse um sometimes you know sometimes it 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 depends if i'm like having like negative thoughts and stuff i'm not gonna go to social media or anything like that so what are your negative thoughts so i know you were saying in high school your negative thoughts were like oh i hate how everyone's fake like oh i hate like uh like going to school and doing this and doing this because everything feels fake. I'm not going to know these people after high school. Like, so why even like bother with this? But like, what are your negative like thoughts now? I mean, they're still not the same, but it's kind of like, you know, it, sometimes it comes to like it, the things that come up are always like, you know, like, well, what's the, what's the point of Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're forced like, like, especially the quarantine, it's easy to have the same kind of mentality. I, haven't had any problems with this because I do know like the quarantine doesn't bother me I don't mind being separated at home like that doesn't bother me I know some people it does for me it doesn't but the quarantine brings the same like concept is like what's the point of the life we live if we can't even enjoy it Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is like that's like kind of the same sentiment that I had before it's like what's the point you go to work all day for what to be a slave you know, and you can't even enjoy life. You can't even do what you want to do. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, you know... I feel that. 
then you know if it gets like really negative it's like you're a failure you know stuff like that when i start feeling like that then i'm just like you know what it's not true you know i need to clear my headspace you know meditate a little bit pray maybe you know i i get positive things in my mind and then you know a lot of times i i just you know you're really not a failure max i know it in the moment what happens is it's like the, and I, I, was I imagine like anxiety yeah. is the same it's kind no of feeling. No matter what someone says, you still feel that way, and I get that. With this, it's like the only way to explain it is like it's like a dam, and then eventually the dam just breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, putting up one little two by four isn't going to stop the water from coming. And I so imagine anxiety is the same thing. Now, for me, I know what I need to do to remedy it. You know, if something's on my mind, I need to talk about it, especially if it's a problem or something mm-hmm. like that. Number one. Number two, positive, meditate, get some air, walk it out, pray, whatever it may be. And then I was just like, you know, think to myself, I just need to reset, go to sleep. The next day is a new day. Good to go. Clean slate. But the reason why I bring that up is because I feel like probably the same kind of sentiment happens with panic attacks and anxiety is like, it's kind of just like this snowball that just grows no, it, and it grows. Really, and it really is. And like, you're like, after you have a panic attack, like you realize like, oh yeah, that was stupid. But like, you feel like a failure because you had one. So you're like, well, what's the point? I might as well have like more because this is who I am, right? Well, and that's the thing is like, I bring that up about the depression thing because you have to kind of like be introspective and understand when I have these feelings, they're not true. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to make sure that I don't have it become something bigger than it is? Mm-hmm. Whether it's talking to someone who's going to, you know, talk you down a little bit. I think that's the and biggest sometimes thing. it may not be even Kyle. Thing. Sometimes it may, sometimes you need to have someone in your life that's a voice of reason that because sometimes if it's your significant other, it gets yeah, and twisted. It, and, it stre- and it stresses them out. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. Like, yeah, I come to I come to Kyle for a lot of things, but pretty much everything. But then sometimes, like, yeah, it does get stressful for him. So I'm like, oh man, like that's why it's good. I have like friends. I can like I fall on you. There's multiple things that I've like texted you about because I'm like worried about it or whatever and then I fall on like Kelly Morris I don't know if you remember her but like me and her talk and like I will go hang out with her and I talk to some of my high school friends like it's good to have like your whole world can't revolve around one person Mm -hmm. when it comes to like that like you because it is very stressful on your significant other like it may be stressful for you you're the one having a panic attack but it's just as stressful for them because for one they might not know how to help you like and that stresses them out and makes them feel like worthless and so they're feeling worthless you're feeling worthless like that kind of sucks right um so it is good to have other people to talk to i agree with that yeah and it's kind of like asking yourself questions and stuff this might not work for everybody but you know it's kind of like what the person is going to when you have that person is the same situation Sometimes they're not even telling you something that's going to make you feel better. Sometimes it's them asking questions that makes you draw the conclusion that you're looking for that's, that's going to make you feel and better. Sometimes you just want to be held. 
Sometimes you want to be held. <laughs> no, I tell Kyle that. I'm like, look, I don't even want to talk. Like, And I just like climb on top of him and like hug him. I'm like, just hold me. And then he'll just like hold me. And I feel better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I brought, I bring, brought up the depression thing because I get, I, not that I've experienced it before, but I imagine it's similar. And I think a lot of people have the same kind of problems, especially right now. I think the two I think two recurring things that happen with a lot of people is they're having anxiety and they're having depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are two things that anybody can have. People could have it and not even know. You know, I think that before when I was in high school, that's the thing, is like you don't recognize it, but then you realize like this is not a normal feeling. Feeling like this is not normal. Yeah. And it's something that you can work towards not having or you know, it will never go, I don't believe it'll ever go away, but you know how to keep it in mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like your ego. You got to keep your ego in check. And, and that's where this quarantine thing comes like, like is super horrible for some people because the way some people keep their anxiety or depression in check is by doing things, mm-hmm. right? By like getting their mind off things by maybe going and, um, getting coffee with a friend at a coffee shop or going to the gym or whatever it may be. And like right now people don't have that outlet and that like, that sucks. It really does suck because I mean, that's their way of coping with things. And right now they're, they're not able to do that. So they're having to find different ways of coping and Mm. that might not be, it might not be super positive. Like people might be drinking like, like drinking way too much or or picking up like some negative habit to cope because they don't have their normal outlet and that sucks like it really does and I feel I feel for those people like it's I have people that are very close to me that are struggling super super hard my sister is one of them like she's losing her fucking mind she really is from this quarantine and it just I don't know it sucks with that being said, I, it's important, I guess, that we talk about this in general, just because like you never know who's experiencing these things. Um, you never know, you know, you might always, because this is one thing. I talked about this with Bobak when he was on, and Bobak Esculi. Esculi, <laughs> Bob, big Bobak baby. Big Bobak, that's a, that's his name on my phone. Big Bobak baby. <laughs> um, the thing is, is like. I think of myself, I'm not really a gentleman, but I think of myself as a gentleman. I'm never going to impose myself on people. You are a gentleman. Well, if you think I am, that's awesome. You are. The only time that you're not a gentleman is when you're working out at the gym and you're like, hey, Marissa, can you pick this stuff up for me? I got to (laughs) go. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I'll pick it up for you. (laughs) But um, I I think of myself like, I don't ever want to impose myself on other people, so I'm never like the type of person to just like, you know, like just like intrude, but I I'm the type of person that also if someone reaches out to me and it's like, hey, like I'm struggling with depression or I'm feeling this way, I'm the first person that I would stop whatever I'm doing to help them out. And I would definitely come to you, but I did come to you that one day and I was questioning. You asked me a question. It wasn't that important. <laughs> it was very important to me. I don't remember what it was now. It was like. Oh yeah, it was, it was some biblical no, question it was, it was, or something like if that. If God really wanted to save the earth, I, I'm not. Per- I believe in God, yes, but I'm that person that I literally question like everything, and like I've been reading the Bible a lot more now that 
this whole quarantine has happened and I'm really like that's something good that's come out of this but my question was if God really wanted to save the earth why didn't he just fucking save it right like why did he have to go through like oh let me send my son down let him like mingle around people for a, a little bit and then let me like like let him die for everybody's sins right like why does it have to be complicated like that like why couldn't he just be like oh well i'm gonna save the world all right here we go that was my question and max didn't text me back for like five minutes that's really long i was busy sorry. and so i facetime him and he answered and he's like look marissa i really don't have time for you right now i'm doing something but your question is stupid it was something like that i don't know what you said it was like your question just i don't remember but it was something like it oh. wasn't an important question even <laughs> if you thought it was that's important, i right? read it and i was like this is not life or death or anything like that but okay. my point is <laughs> I'm the type of person, like, if someone... But wait, answer my question now. You never called me back. No, I'm not answering. I don't even remember it. But my point is, I'm the type of person that if someone were to reach out to me, like, I said this with Bob Eck, I would want to be the type of person that I needed. <clears throat> so if, if I texted somebody and they were like, hey, what's up? Let me know. Like, you need me to call you. I'll pick you up. Whatever. I want to be the same person... Like that, I would expect from other people, mm -hmm. even though I may not get it from other people. That is, that's irrelevant. It's just a principle I stand by, that I want to be the type of person that I would like be that I would want from somebody else. Yeah, like when you're going through a hard time, like who would you go to? Like you want to be that person. Exactly, and I say that because you never know who's gonna contact you because they're feeling some type of way, or vice versa. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody if you're having problems with whatever. And that's feelings. so hard for people. It, really it is. is hard, but you know, I've realized that when you do it, you realize you didn't make a mistake. Mm -hmm. Especially with someone you trust and you know that's always like a voice of reason in your life. Like, you're really not going to do wrong. The feeling that you shouldn't is really a lie that is, is keeping you feeling the way that you are. Because the way that you escape that is by opening up. Yeah. And, you know, I think that people need to realize that. Like, it's it's hard, but if you can open up, it's going to help. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's just important to, and like, as we wrap this up, that's really important. Wait, we're wrapping it up? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like we didn't have enough time. I mean, as much time. Like, enough time. We could always do another one. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Um, but um, I, I think that's a good note to end on. Is like, you know, if you guys are ever feeling anxious or nervous or depressed or negative feelings or whatever, you know, reach out to somebody. Reach out to one of your friends, family members, whatever, you know. And then also don't be afraid to be one of those people to, you know, be that person for someone else. Yeah. It's, it's. It's really hard sometimes to, to reach out to people, and I get that, but it does. Like he said, like you won't go wrong with doing it, as long as it's somebody that that is a trusted friend or family member or something like that, yeah. Yeah. You have any final words? Um, yeah. Uh, my family—oh, sorry. I'm not supposed to put my hand on the, the table—my hands on the table, but— 
my family hasn't been really great at saying like we we don't say i love you to each other we never have been that people those people but i broke the train the other day and i told my brother and my dad that i love them awesome <laughs> that's my that's my final word on that and i'm super excited about it <laughs> it may seem like something small but it's something that i think that people sometimes feel weird about and it is crazy how something small like that it made impacted Probably both of you guys. You and not, not only you personally, but also your family. It was main, mainly my dad. My brother didn't respond, but I live with him, so he came out and talked to me. But my dad responded, and he was really happy about it. So, But we, yeah, we don't say I love you that often, so, like, at all. But I'm going to break the chain, and I'm going to start saying I love you. Awesome. <laughs> all right, that's it for episode four. And we will see you next time. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, comment. Give me some topics to talk about for the next one. Wait, and also real, real fast, Max, I'm super proud of you because there's like people out there that want to start podcasts, want to start YouTube channels, but they're afraid because they're not going to have that many people following them and all this stuff. But like you literally just went and did it because the best time is now and just fucking did it and who cares if you don't have a lot of people right now and you're gonna get a lot of people eventually and the first step is just start and keep going even if i don't get a lot of people i'm just doing it because i like it (laughs) um but if you're listening or watching on youtube just comment subscribe like drop a comment on what topics for the next one should be if you're listening on any of the streaming platforms follow us and give us a rating and thanks for listening Till next time.